last week we spoke about pets at home and this week we're going to get even more specific with man's best friend. So we invited dog trainer and behavioural consultant Layla McNeelands on to work out whether a wagging tail means a happy dog. Layla McNeeland, we are on this hunt to find Mr. Happy as Larry and we have a sneaking suspicion that uh, they obviously say man's best friend is a dog. So we thought, who better to get than dog's best friend? Me! Miss Layla McNeeland! Hey. I am dog's best friend, the official. Last week we were exploring the world of pets and we were talking about how much joy pets bring us. And you are like the ultimate animal lover in yeah. a professional and a non-professional sense. Can I say that? Yeah, I mean, animal lover that decided to monetize it is probably smart. Terrible business. Yeah, but, that's, but that means you're, <laughs> Best way to you're do doing it. something that you love for work. It's incredible. It, do you know what? It's really good. I haven't had a job that I don't like ever, which is wonderful. Um, just worked with kids and then dogs. <laughs> it's not the worst. Which you prefer, dogs or kids? Really similar, <laughs> really similar animals. Do you know what? Like, it's not even a joke. Like, I think dogs are like three-year-olds, but they're just like that forever. Layla, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and what you and your wonderful pup have created. Yes, so I am a dog trainer and a behaviour consultant, um, which basically means that I fix problematic dogs, or not fix, I help them to overcome their problems. Um, oh, yes. that sounds so fancy. Do you know what? It, <laughs> I was going to say it is. It kind of is, and it kind of isn't. It's like psychology, basically. But with dogs. Um, so it's almost like being a therapist, but for dogs. That's amazing. How did you end up doing that? What made you want to do that other than dogs are the best? I think I've always just loved animals and then I've tried a few different things and I realised that that was the area that was missing. And then I just, you know, I grew up with like, I didn't grow up with dogs as such. Um, like my dad and his girlfriend had some, but it was like never in my house. And then I just started looking after people's pets. And then there was one time I looked after, I kind of thought about it, I think, and I looked after someone's puppy and they paid me for it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's a thing. So that even the concept of getting paid just to look after an animal was weird to me. And then I just, I started teaching this little puppy just how to lie down and just do these little things and just experimenting. And she picked it up so quickly. And I was like, whoa, dogs are incredible. And then it turned out that not everyone has the knack for it. And it's actually a skill that I was quite good at. And then... Are you like a little, like, Doctor Doolittle, can you? Can... I think I think I'm actually. I don't know if I still am, but I used to be saving my boyfriend's phone as Layla Doolittle. So I think it's a thing. Oh, wow. It sounds really cute and pet namey. It absolutely doesn't sum up that <laughs> at all. But I don't know. I think I've always just had a natural kind of no no fear there. And I think normally the fear is what holds people back from like they kind of mm. don't know how to behave around them. Whereas I think I always just naturally did, and then they just respond quite well. I think I just don't like. I'm just not mean to them, is the main thing. Like, I'm just nice to them, and then they like me. Well, that's always nice, isn't it, when you're a dog trainer? Yeah, that, you'd be yeah. surprised they a lot of dog you. trainers are not nice to dogs. It's a very... Um... Yeah, like, I used to watch Super Nanny as a kid. Like, I know they oh, yeah. I mean, they were three-year-olds, <laughs> but can you imagine, like, dog trainers being, like, Super Nanny? I, I, I wouldn't want to... Do you know what? You're saying this. I'm actually... I quite like Super Nanny. I don't know if... That, is that really controversial now? Have I missed a part where she's absolutely a huge bitch? <laughs> Or is that... Yeah, did you watch any I of it? Like I 
to be fair, I do remember her having absolute like horrid children to deal with as well. But so I remember being I like kind of, of have to... that annoying kid that was probably a little bit too smart for me. And I used to be like, well, if she came round to my house, I'd just pretend that I was really well behaved and I'd just not act up the whole time. These kids are so stupid. <laughs> um, but I don't know. And that's why she never came. She, ne- she, she never, never came did. Around Look at me. Live to tell the tale. <laughs> so you're like living your dream job. And I feel like this is... This is what we're trying to piece together with this Larry fella, because obviously he does things that he loves and his passion. And it's great to chat to someone like yourself who gets to go out every day and they're kind of, can I say playing with dogs? No, it's not. There's more to it than just playing with dogs. (laughs) I mean, a a lot of it is playing with dogs because a lot of, like my style of training, which is positive training, involves like motivating dogs and they get motivated by play. So a lot of the time I am playing with them. But I'm teaching that the humans how mm. to play with them. And apart from obviously the the great money that you receive for this, because you're a, you're not just a, <laughs> you're not just money. any dog trainer. I'm a baller. You're a, you're a trendy <laughs> dog trainer in Walthamstow. Um, but like, what kind of satisfaction does that bring to you, rather than if you were just making? And there's nothing wrong with it. But if you were like a barista at Starbucks, what would what kind of the contrast? Because you you mentioned you've done other jobs and stuff like that. Do you know? I think it's the a, I like absolutely just care about it, and the, I think it's that cliche, isn't it? Like choose a job you love and never work a day in your life. I definitely feel like I work, like, but there's <laughs> because it's it's built on genuine enjoyment. And then I, I don't know. I think it's when you see for me, it's seeing people learn what their pets are capable of, which they didn't realize before, and suddenly it's like I used to be like, oh, I just go and teach them a few things. And now I realise that I'm changing people's, well, that dog's entire life because I'm changing the way that their human thinks about them and thinks about how they learn. And suddenly it's like, oh, well, you know, they wouldn't have done something that way. And just by showing them that one thing or teaching them that one style, suddenly that's that dog now understood for life rather than, mm. I don't know, making them do all sorts. In a Jumping through hoops. Manner. I mean, jumping through hoops is quite fun, but it's also, it's non-essential. Well, we all want to, with life, we all want to kind of leave our print on the world mm. or, or maybe our paw print. Depends, oh, depends <laughs> <you>. nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, but like we all, we all want to kind of leave something and, and you are right. It's, I think this whole thing with Larry and, and being actually happy is if you get to wake up and you're like, but even any job you do, I think there are going to be kind of down days and I imagine... Mm. One of the downsides of dogs is obviously the cleaning up. Do you know what? That's not the worst part. I'm, I feel like you get immune to it. And same with like puppy biting and stuff. Like often I'll have puppies like chewing at my hand and the, the humans are being like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I honestly can't feel that. I've got like asbestos hands to like shit and to being <laughs> fit at this point. The, I think the worst part kind of is when it's having to accept that you can give as much advice and you, I can share all this knowledge with people, but people, a lot of people aren't going to put in the work and it's not a quick fix. I don't, I'll never claim or want to turn up to people's houses and be like, right, your dog is sorted now because it's a constant process. And I think some, I used to get really, not upset, but a bit knocked when people, I could tell that people weren't going to work at it or I'd turn up the next week and I could tell, you know, I can tell when people haven't done their homework or like haven't even <laughs> looked at their notes. And it's frustrating because I'm putting in all the work at home as well as in the job. And I just, you can't expect people all the time to put as much effort in as you do. Reminds me of like being a kid when 
you'd have music lessons and then like the music <laughs> teacher would just know that you hadn't practiced that week oh my god like, the yeah, worst. I did totally <laughs> I just as with all things just would wing it every single time and just be yeah like, oh yeah actually you know what I really struggled with this bit I was hoping to get a bit more <laughs> advice on it just queen of bullshit you know all the excuses in the book already and you've got yeah. your own little dog Huxley yeah I was gonna say how did you end up with him because I I think I remember there was like a did you find him somewhere or something was that the story oh it was a a full ordeal yeah so I we just moved into the area and I went on a run which is not something I do I just need to clarify I'm not a runner I've done it like maybe (laughs) I do it like once every six months and that once in six months was the time that I just saw a dog walking along the street um and I was kind of asking around like oh do you is this dog with you whatever and then yeah I kept him as a kind of foster type thing for a month and putting out adverts and all that kind of thing and no one came forward for him so I I think now we know what he's supposed to look like in good health I think he was maybe dumped or neglected or whatever um but yeah he's stayed two years we've had him now I think is it two years yeah two years he's a challenge but I love him (laughs) (laughs) and how has that like changed your life and sort of maybe like your daily sort of happiness and things like that having your own dog did you have you had you had a pet before that love him not of my own response well I had like growing up like I had rabbits at my mom's and I've got a tortoise as well he's coming to live with me again soon which is very exciting um and yeah as I say like my dad my stepmom had dogs but Hux is my first like my full responsibility um Obviously, he's also my boyfriend's, but he's my full responsibility. (laughs) Um, And I think just in so many ways. So one of the main things is that, you know, when you get that kind of dip, especially if you, I mean, you guys both know, if you started like freelancing anything at all, Mm -hmm. you always have that bit every few months where you go, oh, maybe I should get a part-time job. Maybe I could make like more money. I could go and just quickly work in co-op for a bit. Nothing wrong with that. I've looked at the co-op listings many times, <laughs> but because I had him, I could, you can't leave a dog for really more than four no. hours and you can't leave them. So shift work wouldn't have worked for me, anything like that. So every time I looked, I was like, oh, well, I could do that, but I can't do hooks. <laughs> so in a way he kind of, he stopped me doing that. And instead I've just grown my business instead of having that bit of like, oh, fuck it, let's just... I can make more money just being in retail, um, which hopefully won't be true for very long because, you know, growing. Um, but as well, like on a non-business side, he's just like, you know, he is so reliant on me. And I've kind of, I've always had this kind of mothering instinct. Like I just want to mother everyone all the time and have loads of babies and loads of dogs is <laughs> the, the main life goal. The business is like, eh, take it or leave it. But like, I don't, he's not my child, but he needs me to look after to feed him to make sure he's mentally enriched to make sure we're going out together and everything and you know i go out with him every single day without fail and i would not like you just you don't like as much as we all like to think that we'd go out and do it sorry who's that banging it's probably done no it's probably i reckon it's done decided to do some diy is it huxley <laughs> what was i saying dogs Huxley yeah no like we all go out and we do we we know that walking is good for us we know that being outside is good for us but most of us don't go out every day because especially in this country it's raining or we've always got something else to do or there's you know there's always something and that's not an option because when you've got a dog staring at you with loving eyes being like well loving and insistent eyes being like it's time I've gotta go (laughs) yeah and you know I find myself like now 
it rains when I'm on a walk and I'm like yes that means I'm going to have this bit of the park to myself and we can play properly and not worry about being Aww. interrupted and all that kind of thing which is ridiculous <laughs> we're not going to be judged today <laughs> yeah I can just like run around like an idiot but also you know he's got some behavioural issues and it's so much more relaxing when there's not other dogs around because I can just hang out with him yeah. and not constantly be like oh well a dog might come in this direction or someone he's, uh, he's his thing at the moment is um, men in kind of camo like cargo pants I don't think anyone might make cargo pants do you know what so everyone he seems to go for or like you know I say go for he's not like properly gone for anyone but I is wary of sorry that's so loud it's actually gonna drive me insane (laughs) let alone you guys um yeah he does tend to kind of take a disliking to people that are actually weird which is you know it's quite (laughs) no I mean who knows if they're actually weird but it's sometimes like weird men that I think have been following me and might not have been and he's like wow he just he knows he's on it. I think um you were talking about kind of like he was he's so reliant on you and there's something so beautiful about that and I don't know if you guys have seen it being afterlife it's it's this beautiful concept oh, about like, no it does and it's it's, it's amazing and it, it shows the love of animals and you know, for anyone that's not seen it, it's about a guy that thinking about killing himself and then all of a sudden he can't because he's got this dog and it's about yeah. the the kind of the the chain of either like the psychology chain of being a victim is like at the bottom and then being responsible is at the top so it, it, we we spoke about it with Zach it's like when you're maturing all of a sudden you're like right I'm going to be responsible for someone and you mm. stop thinking about yourself first which automatically kind of takes away these anxieties and these kind of um bad thoughts and stuff like that because you're like right i've got to get on and i've just got to put my shoes on get out the house and walk a dog because do you know what i mean it brings that kind of no completely i mean like both me and my boyfriend have benefited from him like massively mental health wise because it's stuff that yeah you you just you you're not the important one and i think it's really especially if you're in a headspace that's negative or whatever and you think that like oh no one actually everyone's got their own thing going on and everyone's you know you're not that important in that mindset in that narrative that you've created you're just kind of like a little bit obsolete and then suddenly it's like oh well, actually this thing relies so much on me and yeah if i'm and you, also you don't want to be in a bad mood for them either not that you can choose that sometimes but it's that thing of like <laughs> like sometimes it's just shit but then you've got a little friend to hang out with and to cheer you up and you know i'm sure you guys have talked all about like all the benefits of that like the oxytocin and all that all that nonsense going on oh we're so inside we're so it's scientific so... lately you know yeah i was gonna say we don't know the science you can tell <laughs> us please <laughs> enlighten us i mean it's just it's it's like the well it's like how they say with like a mum and a baby where you get this light up it lights up regions of your brain when you hug them or kiss them or whatever and show affection and oxytocin is a massive part in that and with dogs when we stroke them we get oxytocin from just being around them which so they actually do make you happy like scientifically well yeah yeah they have their benefits like other than just us being like oh i love dogs like they do there is this and there's that relaxation element as well of like you just sit and it's quite therapeutic like when you're just sat with them Mm. you're just yeah you don't feel lonely do you we've got a little cat in the house and like if it's like a sunday afternoon and i'm the only one in like just having a cat, just like chill it. I'm not talking to her. I'm doing my own thing. I'm on my laptop. Well, it, that's it. You don't have to, like. There's no expectations when you don't have to sit and chat with someone. You just you, they're just there, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Or like they'll just walk in. You'll just hear their little feet, and you'll be like, oh, my friend. <laughs> and it is. It's that. But I don't know. They just they relieve so much. I think because it's just you realize how I think 
humans as a species, we think we're a lot more important than we actually are. I agree. Um, first of all. <laughs> Um, but then it just reminds us that like, oh, there's all this life going on that doesn't involve work. It does. They, they're not thinking about like, oh, shit, better get my tax return done. <laughs> they're just like, what are they thinking about, though? This is something I think a lot. Like, I, I'm like, I watch our cat strutting around with a tail in the air. And I'm like, what are you thinking of? And I know she's thinking about like sneaking out and having dinner somewhere <laughs> else because she's a greedy gannet. But smart is what she is. But what do dogs say? Like, I wanted to talk about this because you, I, I never had a dog growing up, and I don't. There's a. There's a I was like, going right, to say, do jo- you even like dogs? I feel <laughs> I like. Right. No. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the table now. I don't dislike dogs. Right. I don't dislike dogs. Okay. I'm not scared of dogs. I don't hate dogs. I just, I didn't grow up with them. And there's certain dogs that I've met that I've really liked and I've really like had a connection with. And then there's certain dogs that I've met that I've not really liked. And if I spent a long time with a dog, I could get to know more. But I wanted to, so it's not about me and dogs. Don't worry. Don't you worry about me. I want no, to. I'm interested in this as well. Which, I don't know, like that. I guess I, I feel like I've not done anything. We spoke about sports last week. I didn't like sports. I didn't like dogs. Do you know what I mean? You just fucking hate the what, world. What, what don't do you know, like? I just hate everything. Me. <laughs> yeah. What a small fucking fluffy thing. Not for me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Let's do a happy this podcast, but actually, I hate everything. No, right. Miserable don't make me out to do that. But I do like, and I had pets growing up, but they were more like snails and like a little hamster and stuff. What? Like don't worry. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? That's... I mean, I definitely had snails as well, but do you mean like little garden ones, or do you mean I was like about to say African... the stuff you found in your garden? No. Giant African oh, snail. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Because I was going to say, we all had snails. No, no, no. Like, These were like proper big, proper, not like hectic snails. Hectic. Um, I can't imagine they about... would have been that hectic. Oh, they were hectic. They <laughs> were hectic. They're like, my fucking snails. One mile per hour movement. <laughs> I want to ask you then, so like, what is the crack with like, obviously we're trying to find out what makes Larry happy. But I also want to know, this because you, you know all the science about dogs and you know everything about dogs why do dogs wag their tail then what is what's the crack it's there it's a hotly debated topic so the biggest doesn't it mean they're happy i'm afraid i'm gonna have to call <gasps> myth on that one so what? yeah so it it can mean they're happy a lot of the time it might mean they're happy but there's also you know we won't get fully into it but there's different ways that they wag it that means slightly different things Ooh, um talk me through it tell me more Layla so I mean the cr- the crux of it all is that <laughs> you're gonna send me into like professional mode um is that it just means that they're aroused and not sexually no one said that no one I saw Jack's whoa, face whoa, whoa, this up. is a podcast <laughs> no one can see the eyebrows wiggling it just <laughs> means like there's some level of like interest or excitement going on so often the biggest thing so you'll see like dogs will have a fight and the owners are always like oh well I don't know what, why it happened their tails were wagging and I'm like okay well that gives me no information at all because the tails wagging might mean either like fucking love a fight or it might be like oh I'm a little bit nervous let me make myself look like the big am. there's also like theories that it's for scent dispersal so they're actually just like flagging their anal glands around um mm. to to provide information it's a very glamorous job as you can hear but yeah it's very interesting though i didn't know i always thought if a dog wagged its tail it was a good boy and it was a happy boy well that's what everyone gets told and that's why so one of my biggest interests in like dog psychology is like dog and children relationships and that's one of the stupidest things we teach kids is that a waggy tail means they're happy because it's just not the case all the time so we're missing like vital body language and that's when we get things like dogs being aggressive because we ignore their Mm. body language um and they're like they're telling us in loads of different ways that they're unhappy in the situation we just go 
oh, look at them wagging their tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just throw my child at you and you're just going to be okay with it. And then we go, oh, well, it was so unpredictable that this dog did something horrible. It's always, yeah. So I'm sorry to burst that bubble because I know Sarah, you have a lovely dog and I'm sure you've really thought. <laughs> All those tail waggings. Oh. Wasn't that happy? <laughs> I'm sure she was. What is a telltale sign of your dog being happy then? Is there any? It's a kind of, it's a combination of things, you know, like we, it's, it's super, there's a lot to it. So, you know, to go like, I'm not going to bore you with it because it is, it probably would get boring for you. But generally it's, you know, you've got a happy dog if they're confident, if they're willing to try new things, if they're kind of looking to you for support or they're kind of, they want to be with you, they're checking in, they like playing games with you and they're kind of, yeah, they're just, there's just a confidence about them where they don't feel, you know, for example, my dog has like insecurity. (laughs) So he's got a lot of issues, but that, it all stems from him actually. He acts like he's confident, but he's got a lot of anxiety oh my god it's just like humans the dogs have the same like things that we absolutely absolutely so anxiety is one of the biggest problems we have in pet dogs because we're not first of all like we're not always meeting all their needs so things like mental enrichment is really undervalued but they can have yeah they have all sorts of kind of not mental illness as such but i guess it kind of is it's built on so things like separation anxiety it's that like shit I'm going to be left and if we don't sort if we don't teach them that it's okay and it's you know they trust us to leave them yeah. then they get this massive anxiety and that anxiety turns to fear and you know fear is one of the leading causes of aggression so it's all these things like stack up we call it trigger stacking a lot of the time um in the job industry which basically means you know one thing might be okay if it was isolated but if we've got a situation where we've got you know pressing matter after pressing matter suddenly and yeah, you just get over and it, I often describe myself now as trigger stacked if I feel like that because we all get like it you know like yeah. I always I always describe it to clients as if your partner's not put the washing out if you cut if you had a great day at work and you come home and it's not out you'll be like okay never mind let's put it out if at work you know you got splashed by a puddle and you your boss shouted at you and you had an awful time and you you've got deadlines that still haven't been met and then you get home and the washing's not been done suddenly it's like oh my god this is the worst thing ever you probably just break up with your partner forget them you know like it's that kind of thing of it all these things build up and suddenly it's like well i guess it is it comes back to that happiness thing of like if your general mood is balanced the odd shit thing isn't going to make that much of a difference but if your life is just constant trigger after trigger it's you've got to regulate all of those ones first before you even think about just being chill i really like that i feel like oh that's like my word of the week Trigger stack. Trigger stacking. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trigger stacked. Yeah, I'm just trigger stacked. Yeah, it's just absolutely trigger stacked. Right, I've got a, a controversial question. Jack's controversial question of the week. Oh, God. Right, okay, basically, we're on this hunt for Larry. We don't know. Man, woman, boxer, dad, could Larry be a dog? Uh, do you know what? If I reckon Larry could be a dog frolicking in the fields with like no stress to him like i mean there probably is a dog who is larry definitely definitely i'm I'm yet to meet a dog that's entirely entirely happy in every way i think yeah but isn't your your job is like kind of going out and and kind of finding the ones i mean like you're you're like the ghostbusters of you wouldn't (laughs) ring you and say look there's no ghosts like you bring you when there's a dog that's a little bit trigger stat i I get called when there's a problem normally occasionally i get the ones that are proactive most of the time, it's yeah. my dog's bit and a small child can come help me. <laughs> What's the most like outrageous thing that you've had to deal with? Oh God, I mean, I do, I do get tricky ones. You know, like dogs that are just are so. Do you know what? It's not the dogs that make it tricky. No offense to the humans, but it's more 
if I when I see a situation where I know a dog would be so much happier in a different setup with a different human, and you can't like some sometimes I, I have to say it, especially when you've got like rescue dogs and stuff. But a lot of the time it's just you know there's little things where I'm like oh if I could just change this human's personality type, or change their work schedule, or anything like that, then it would <laughs> make things yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> Yeah. Because I feel like with children, they say, oh, like, that little little Timmy is a naughty boy. And you're like, well, well no, little Timmy is a product of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Little Timmy's only a, a naughty boy because of whatever the situation is at home or whatever the learned behaviour is from his mm-hmm. parents. And the same with the dogs. So you could say, oh, he's a naughty doggy. So did I just say Ooh. those words? <laughs> you know what you say? I knew at some point this class. was going to go down that road. and. <laughs> What, naughty doggy room? Yeah, just had a vibe. No, I don't know what, but then there's going to be parents that'll say, like, actually, I did every single thing by the book and my child is still a dickhead. Like, there's, and it's the same, you know, sometimes with, with dogs, obviously, a lot of the time, a lot of the time it's the humans, but I don't always fully agree with that thing of there's not bad dogs, only bad owners, because sometimes... Is that what they say? Well, there's, yeah, it's, it's a common thing of, like, which is, I mean, it's, it comes from a lovely place of like, well, actually, yeah, it's we've brought these dogs into domesticated lives and if there's something wrong, then we've got to be the ones to fix it. And there are a lot of terrible owners, humans, guardians, whatever you want to call them. Um, but, you know, like some dogs have neurological issues. Some dogs have had really terrible, yeah, like I guess it is circumstance, but it's not always from the person they're with. But it's just that yeah. thing, you can't regulate everything because you can't ever control an entire environment. Same with us, you know, we've, I mean, we've all had like, nice upbringings with shit bits in them and those yeah. shit bits often will outweigh or just trigger little things in your brain trigger um <laughs> <laughs> but it like so you can't you can't control everything so you could be the happiest person ever but there's always going to be something that's happened and it's all relative right so if you've had a really great privileged life and everything's been wonderful you stubbing your toe might be the worst thing that's ever happened to you yeah. but in your perspective that was awful and you're suddenly you're well, not yeah. the happiest person because you've got a stubbed toe i mean no i get that i was talking to a friend the other day about baggage and kind of talking about baggage with people and stuff like that and, was, and we were talking about well maybe some people don't have baggage i was like but even the people that don't have baggage do have mm. baggage because it's all relative well, you can't compare it, can you because it's like for no. I, I used to think about this like when i wasn't like mentally well i used to be like oh how is this fair like I've, i'm actually really nice <laughs> like this is this doesn't yeah. make sense like there's so many people that are really rude and just go through life like and i was like actually no they don't go through life thinking that they're everything's wonderful because they'll yeah they'll pick out the shit bits and everyone focuses in on that because we always i don't know maybe there's some people that are truly massively happy and think their life is the most wonderful thing ever but normally the people that get to that stage have gone through the shit and have gone I'm yeah well i happy. like to think that larry larry isn't just a guy that well i can't imagine larry being so unfazed in the world because that's not the world we live in so if i had to actually yeah. say right this is larry i'd have to say he, he is someone that's been through whatever it is like everybody goes through an emotional roller coaster but it's about how you come out the other end. So he's just like a positive kind of, guy and he's just yeah. kind of wore off ducks back to everything. So things things hit you and he goes, well, I'm not going to, I don't mind that my boss shouted and the puddle splashed me. I'm not getting triggered today. You but know, YOLO. Point, is the stacking going to get too much? That's the real question. What if, guys, was Larry even fucking happy? Or have we just... Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, don't come in here with these false allegations. We run a happy podcast looking for a happy bloke. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin the vibe. Dare I ask if 
Larry was a human, a happy human with a dog, what breed would the dog be? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm in the camp of my favourite breed is rescue. Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I, we all like a we all like a soft story and we do like to, we, we again, that saviour complex of wanting Adopt, to... Adopt, don't shop. Exactly. Wait, you, you adopted as well, didn't you? Yeah. We're both adopted. I mean, no shame on anyone who didn't adopt because, I mean, <laughs> really brilliant. Shame on you. No, I, I love puppies so much. I think I'll have a dog one day. What? He's convinced. I'll have a dog one day. Only took under 40 minutes. I know, I definitely, I definitely when, I'm, when I'm like a proper adult, I want a proper dog. It's part of the family setup, isn't it? You know, right, like but... little Otis and Coco <laughs> running around with little Chico the dog. Otis and Coco? I like that. Yeah, they're my kids' names and Chico oh, the dog. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad names at all, though. Yeah, to be fair. But they all. But it's hard to tell which ones are dog names and which ones are human names. I feel like now. That's what I like. Right. That's a surprise. What are you gonna get? Like... Dog or baby? <laughs> the poor, the poor kid who gets called Chico. Oh. Just... <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, I, I always like when I go to someone and their dog is called like Dave or whatever. But yes. I mean, no, I mean. I can't imagine standing in a field. Could you imagine standing in your field Dave. on a rainy day, going, Dave? Come on, I Dave. The guy on the people on Gogglebox, they've got a Rottweiler called Dave, and that always brings me oh, yeah. absolute joy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some wonderful dog names about. But no, I think you know, I'm not a particular fan of any breed as such because I just think even if you get one breed, there's always going to be some that aren't in the. Mo- you know, you can't choose. You can't like you can have certain breed traits, but you can't no. choose what their actual personality is going to be like. But if you get a rescue or you get one that you know as you watch them, as you help them grow up and teach them things, the joy comes from seeing them like overcome things and learn things. Even if it's just like learning how to sit, like it's, if you've ever taught a puppy how to sit, it's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I just, what breed would you have Jack? It, it, now that you're a dog person. I like the Andrex puppies. Labrador. Classic. You're yeah. so basic. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Is that just like, is that like such a basic? Is that like me saying I like margaritas <laughs> and a Nando's? So yeah. Oh, I mean, Labrador's are lovely, but yeah, that is the margarita of the dog world. Right. I've never thought about it like that, I, but it is. I like the like when um when they've not got loads of fur. So like, I don't like when. Like I've had little dogs on me before, like because I wear black jeans. Well, like when they shed. Yeah, I don't like being right. Okay, I thought you meant like there's a dog, Mexican hairless dog. They've got a long name, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Um, but they literally have no hair, and I thought you meant like one of those. Yeah, one of them or Shih Tzu. But very different dogs. (laughs) Oh, are they? I don't know. They sound cool. I'll do my research and I'll just throwing out names. You um, employ me in this time to fill out your dog needs all the help. Probably. Definitely. Layla, I think you've you've done an amazing job. We definitely know that Larry is a dog lover. I think that's from from the word go. Or even a dog. I think we've thrown that idea out there. Larry's either a dog or a dog lover. We're not sure yet. Find out next week. (laughs) (laughs) The definitive answer. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Jack Frimston. I'm Sarah Tabar. And just to let you know, this hunting for Larry stuff can be hard work. We are moving our show fortnightly, so we'll be back every two weeks with a brand new episode. And next week... It's all about food. Ooh, that sounds good.